Hey, this is Eric, and you're listening to NeuroDetergent. And this is Sarah, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Katie, licensed professional counselor. Our goal is to reach like-minded folks in an effort to connect, encourage, and support each other in our struggles navigating life with neurodivergence. What are we forgetting? Um, um oh, fun. Fun. And laughs. And laughs. Along the way, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> A stubborn stain on your atypical brain. You need neurodetergents. We're gonna spill the tea about ADHD and wipe it clean with neurodetergents. You need neurodetergents. Alright, you are listening to Neurodetergent episode 18. The big one eight. The big one eight. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing great. How was your week? My week was good. My week was good. It was busy. I've been busy. I've been trying to work a little bit more, trying to make those dollar dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills, mm-hmm. y'all. Katie or Sarah? Awesome. Just awesome. Just plain awesome. You've done a lot of crafts this week. You've got a craft thing coming up soon, right? Yeah, I'm making some tags for some trees that are going to be in like a fringe festival, which is kind of exciting. I never like put my art Casey out Branch. before. Check out Sarah's art. Buy it up. Yeah. Yeah. My week was very relaxing. I took some vacation time. Hell yeah. I spent a lot of time just kind of laying around the house in the heat. It's been a hot one. And I did um, probably the most jacked up uh, engineering that I've done in this house since I moved in. Uh, My kitchen is like the hottest room in the house and we've had a little bit of a heat wave. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at Walmart getting groceries, and I saw that they had some box fans on clearance for like 20 bucks. So I bought one, and I hung it from the ceiling. I saw, I, it reminded me. It works me, awesome. You know those real estate memes where it's like, um, <laughs> well, bless you. Bless you twice, because... Anyway, the real estate Anyways, memes. So th- where it's like um, people who are real estate agents and they take pictures of houses they're selling of like weird shit like that they see. Yeah. It's like a toilet in the middle of a room or something <laughs> like weird. Um, it, that would be like if they came in and started taking pictures of your house to try to put it on the market. It'd be like a box fan in the in the kitchen from the ceiling. <laughs> but I mean, it serves a purpose and it oh. definitely makes a, a ton of difference in in the entire house, not just in the kitchen. It really does. But uh, the way I mean, the way this house is designed or the way this was built or whatever, uh, there's fans in every room but the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the hot spot is and just even being in there was hot was spot. Was brutal, um, especially with as much as I like to bake. So I kind of wish the fan in the be- in our bedroom uh, was like pushed out as much air as the box fan in your kitchen. I mean, you can go get one; they're probably still on clearance. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you don't have to hang it up from your ceiling. You could just have it like in the room. Oh, uh, I don't like how loud they are. They are very loud. Yeah. You ever meet those people who can't sleep without one on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was married to one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's it's fine to sleep too, but I don't want to be like trying to have a conversation over a box fan in every room. Right. So uh, you were a little productive today that actually ran into the time that you were going to record. And it kind of ties in with what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you messaged me saying it's probably going to be closer to one. We typically try to get together at noon on Sundays. Yes. And you said that you were making some banana bread. Yeah. And I was like, how uh, ironic is it? Or I love that 
you know, we're late to the recording because you decided to make some banana bread on the day that we talk about impulsivity. I forgot we were talking about impulsivity until I saw that message that you sent with, with some questions. And I was like, oh, yeah. But that was completely impulsive. I was like... The banana bread thing? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to have a session this morning before we record. And I was like, oh, well, I'm doing my session. I could put together some banana bread. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm doing this. Again. Why don't I just double it? And then that was a mistake, too. So. <laughs> and then we're just like making all kinds of banana bread. And oh, then my we kind of ran into the and recording I, time, I'm, which was fine because I'm happy to just laze around for an extra hour. I impulsively put uh, banana... Or not banana, but uh, pudding in it. Pudding. Yeah, so I was like, I'll just put this pudding in here. What kind of pudding? Vanilla. Vanilla. But it was Vanilla? like powder. Okay. That's Interesting. Good. I can't wait to try it. We'll we'll have some after the after we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's start off with the first question here. What exactly is impulsivity and how does it show itself in different types <clears throat> of people? So I'd like to bring start there with um like there's two components. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wrote down a bunch of stuff and I got lost in the notes for a second. You sounded like a teacher. I know. I'm going to start there. I'd like to start there talking about um, (laughs) impulsivity versus compulsivity. Well, one thing I do think that is interesting with impulsive is that there there is a negative connotation to it. Like, if you do something impulsive, but it turns out well, like, we tend to, like, return that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that was bold. That was courageous. You're so, so like spontaneous. Like the yeah. in the in the kitchen, because yeah. I had no intention right. of doing that, but I just walked past the box fans, and I was like, I've got 20 bucks. But if you mm-hmm. bought that box fan and tried that, and it, like, messed up, and then it, like, fell off your wall and, like, broke your stuff, and and then, like, you had to buy a different fan, Ruined all your then starter. you'd be like, oh, yeah. that was so impulsive. Why did I buy that fan? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um so two components for something to be considered compulsive so or impulsive, I'm sorry. Like, so acting without thinking and also not considering long-term consequences. Yeah, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I've dabbled in impulsivity. What's the difference between <laughs> – imp- you brought struggled up, with it. You brought struggled. up compulsivity and impulsivity. So compulsivity, would that – would That's you say like that's more a- something that you, like, can't help? No. Compul- being com- – a compulsion is something that you do to avoid something negative. Okay. You're compelled to do it to avoid something. Like if there's a threat. But when you're an impulsive behavior is to get something. Okay. It's not to avoid. You're not impulsive so you can avoid something. So it would be like impulsivity would be like chasing dopamine. Compulsivity would be like fight or flight running from a threat. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so how does impulsivity relate to the experience of people who might be neurodivergent Mm, well we talk about dopamine right and like the dopamine deficiency uh in a neurodivergent brain okay and Mm -hmm. so like if and like we talked about that when we discussed uh hyperfixation right and we talked about um and that do you remember what episode that was just for i'm not off the top of my head neither um but we talk about how there's a we struggle with a uh, dopamine deficiency. And so when we act, it is to get dopamine, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, impulsivity uh, is sort of like, Sarah, can you explain it? Sure, sure. Well, like one thing to think about is, so like if you have one of the ways in which you're miswired is that you can't anticipate a reward. The anticipation of the reward is not enough to motivate the behavior. When you so, say reward, 
Um, give me an example. Like if like going um, to bed with <clears throat> clean sheets. Yeah, taking a shower. I, I know I'll feel better if I take a shower, but the anticipation of feeling better is not enough to get me to take a shower. Like okay. brushing your teeth twice a day and going to the de- dentist for regular checkups to like avoid the consequences of like a three thousand dollar dental yeah. bill. Like I am. So yeah. if you sort of like also think about that in terms of long term goals. So like if if I know that like if I um save all my edibles until Friday, <laughs> then I'm going to have a really fun Friday. Uh, that's anticipating that long-term reward. But mm-hmm. like, I can't, that anticipation of that is not enough for me to keep me from being like, well, I'm just going to like take a couple every night instead. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Personal example. So how does that necessarily uh, relate to people that are neurodivergent? Like how would someone who's neurodivergent struggle with imp- impulsivity different than someone who might be neurotypical? Okay. So. Um... So that would be one way. Another way would be um, that – I don't know. I'm trying to think of how this relates. Well, well let me just say this. Like yeah. when we talk about like um, OCD, right? Mm-hmm. When, we had, uh, when we had Mike on for our, for our guest, list, or for our guest uh, interview, um, we talked about obsessive compulsive disorder and how that is a neurodiver- neurodivergent disorder. And so like um, sometimes it can be tied to like – um, <clears throat> you know, like if, like if I do this, um, then I'll, you know, then if I do this perfect, then, it, then I can be done with it. Or it could be a compulsion. Like I need to do it like this or something bad will happen. So that would be an example of mm-hmm. sort of like an impulse, uh, compulsive type dynamic Versus in compulsion. somebody who is a neuro- neurotypical. Sure. To give an example of somebody, um, who, um, like if you have somebody who is neurodivergent, who struggles with impulsivity and maybe struggles specifically with financial impulsivity, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have a neurotypical person and they are going to a casino, right? The neurotypical person, maybe before they go, they're like, okay, this is how much I've set aside for this. And this is what I have for this. And like, you know, and then they go and then they, they understand like the consequences of like not following through with that plan and those goals will result in consequences, negative consequences. Long-term. Long-term. And they have, they're able to stop and think and consider those because Mm -hmm. that's another component is that their brain isn't firing so quickly that they can't stop and consider. Right. And so that might be a way. I'm a victim of the casino impulse uh, to the point where, so when I lived in Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, when I moved there, they had just voted to build a casino Mm -hmm. in the town and they built the casino like three blocks from where I lived. Oh, and I like to play blackjack. Okay. And um, I found myself, like, there'd be times I've, like, called out to work to oh. go spend the day in the casino. Okay. And play blackjack all day. And mm-hmm. I remember one time getting a cash advance on my credit card. Oh, okay. Luckily, I never got, like, too deep in the hole that I couldn't get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And there are some times where I've came out ahead. But um, it is, like, definitely, especially... I feel like places like casinos, if you've never been to one, uh, there's no windows. They don't want you to see what it looks mm-hmm. like outside. They're open 24 hours. You can smoke in there. I've they keep bringing they you drinks. They feed you drinks. Oh, you yeah. would, it's your nightmare. Okay. It, it's I like mean, a cruise ship, but yeah, no, no, not. No, no, it no, is no. easy to, to completely lose track of, of all time mm-hmm. to where you're sitting there and like all of a sudden like your girlfriend's texting you because you've been gone for hours. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah. And you can't have your phone out at the table. Like it's... <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I could yeah, see that. I could, I could see that, but I, yeah, I don't think that that would be something that I would struggle with. I have struggled in other ways with with those kinds of things, but like, I, um, I. I usually need a cue for things like, like as we were talking about it the other day about kind of like how with eating and sleeping and taking uh, medication and things like that for me, I need to have a cue sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, otherwise I can go all day without eating. If somebody's right. not like, oh, it's time to eat or if my kids aren't like, well, hey, and that leads into, yeah, like another facet of why impulsivity can be a struggle when you're neurodivergent is like, um, like lack of planning mm-hmm. is, is like a trait that can lead to impulsive behaviors, right? Yeah. Because like you didn't eat all day, suddenly you're starving, you don't have any food. Yeah. Now you have to do something impulsive, like spend more money on like DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Um, because by that time, it's that you time don't want to cook late. anything. Exactly. And, yeah. Or lack of planning, like it's the night before your kids' projects do. And instead of like being able to like scrounge around the house and like take your time doing it, now you have to go spend money on some shit yeah. so you can get it done. Oh yeah. And, and this is relatable uh, from our uh previous discussions over the past couple of weeks but mm-hmm. like laying in bed knowing that i forgot to feed my starter yeah and not having your the sourdough will, starter yeah my yeah. sourdough starter and not having the will to get up out of bed and do it mm-hmm. and just being like well i'll just wait till the morning and then i end up paying for it because then it takes an additional time to like rehab it back to life yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i deal with that kind of stuff a lot yeah. um impulsive spending not as much, even though like the, I mean, it's typically like small things like mm-hmm. buying a record here or there, or like, you know, just happen to walk by the box fans and just get this idea in my head. I'm going to do this. And I did it. Luckily it turned out well. <laughs> um, but with the way I've been budgeting my money and how strict I am with that, you know, with my long-term goals and everything, I've gotten to a point where I allow for impulsive spending. I have money set aside for things just like that, that I'm not pulling out of my savings, that I'm not pulling out of the rent, the account I pay my rent from, right. that I'm not pulling out of... Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing. Impulsivity doesn't isn't necessarily negative. Like yeah. we put this negative connotation on it. The negativity comes when it has long term consequences. Right. I'll say like um, part of sort of the the long term consequences of not being diagnosed early on or or not having an earlier intervention um, early on is that then that impulsivity becomes kind of like uh layered with trauma because when you have these impulses and like, shame yeah too, and shame yeah and so like because I, I i have i have some shame around financial spending and and things like that and debt and and just a lot of stuff from from childhood around money and finances and things like that and so um when you when you add the component of having impulsive characteristics that are tied to your undiagnosed ADHD, it gets layered and complex, right? Because then that spending is like tied to these long-term consequences that affect you um, so negatively for so long that it's like layered in there. It's like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm such a fucking idiot and this Mm -hmm. and that. And then it's like, feels like part of who you are. Yeah. I find myself trying to like, um, harness that power of impulsivity especially like impulsive spending Mm -hmm. for good so like an example for that is i had a little extra money over the week that i hadn't impulsively spent Mm -hmm. so i just like i'm just gonna 
put that into my savings account. So like, mm-hmm. you know, in, instead of, well, I'm going to go see what I can buy with this $20. Yeah. I'm just going to put that in my savings account. Now that it's in there, it doesn't get touched. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm pretty strict on that unless it's like an emergency, which fortunately I haven't had a lot of those. Um, so yeah. how would somebody like, how would, how would impulsivity like affect somebody like specifically that has ADHD? Like how, how could talk about the tax. ADHD yeah. contribute the ADHD to, to some impulsive yeah. So there's this term that I think is being used more widespread and more more uh, in in like connection to ADHD, and they say the ADHD tax, which is like late fees. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know impulsive spending habits. So like you know you're out and then you drop you know you know sixty bucks on a top or something like that, or like go into a thrift store and suddenly you're like oh shit at the register and you're like it's 120 bucks. Yeah. Oops. Like. Um, and so it's the it's you know Sarah what do you want to say about ADHD tax? I think <clears throat> here's an example um, where I think maybe there's a good crossover with like my kind of neurodivergence. So like, um, say car tags, like your car tags might be like really overexpired because mm-hmm. you object permanence. You don't look at it. You don't think about it. Um, poor planning. Um, you don't have time to go. You forget da 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 right yeah so then if you the longer you let them expire the more fees pile up the more you have to pay the harder it is to get it done the more you're in you know risk having tickets etc etc you have to pay more money Mm -hmm. the other side of that my side is like more like the avoidant like i don't want to go to the office i have Mm -hmm. like social anxiety about having to talk to people and getting it done Mm -hmm. both ways depending how um severe that is or how much it impacts you Mm -hmm. you can start racking up lots of money and there's consequences that that you pay for it so i'm dealing with something very similar to that right now um and this might shock you because you know up until now you've known me to be a fairly responsible person um but i have a bill that i can't bring myself to pay and it's the assessor the tax property tax Uh, from the county i lived in previously yeah. yeah you know and they keep sending me notices they keep sending me notices and i'm like i don't live in that county um mm-hmm. maybe i should just wait until 2024 when my tags expire and then deal with it then even though i've got the money to pay it right now right, right. <laughs> and if i had paid it when the bill came it would be even be less. cheaper yeah oh it's here you know yeah. but it's it's those things that i just keep putting off because i don't want to deal with right the bureaucracy the bureaucracy of of like registering yeah. things and paying the taxes and it's weird because i'm like i'm dealing with the adhd tax on actual tax yes and <laughs> I, like so with my car for example like i um my tags are expired and so i need to get them renewed mm-hmm. um it's when when it when they sent me the original card with the with the pin number on it so that you can go in there, you could do it all online. Um, you know, I I looked it up and I was like, all right, uh, I'm I need I to have like thirty days. All right, mm-hmm. I lost the card. Yep. And like at that time, it was like sixty bucks, and now it's a hundred and eighteen dollars, almost double, almost double. Yeah. yeah, we had to drive to the office. We had to drive. I had to drive to the office. I had to stand. We went to the wrong building. Then I had to stand in line. It was like uh, we were in a car that didn't have air conditioning. It was like 105 degrees Ugh, outside. Brutal. It was miserable. It was hot. <laughs> it was. It's just it's like taxing. It and was, not to it mention really that you it also was... risk getting pulled over and getting a ticket for having expired yeah. tags. And that's even you know. And so that anxiety of that, the anxiety of just like all of it, and it's just. 
It's like, because I also think that there are a lot of things that are designed to be very unfriendly towards the person that has to do the work. Like, it's like, okay, for 30 days, I can pay this online and it's very convenient. But after that, like, you have to go through the rigmarole. Right. Going into this office. It's like, you it's have to 2023. Find a what are we like, doing? Come on. And then you have to go to this other office that's in a different building. Then you have to go to the DMV. And it's just like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, it's a lot. And it, it it brings the question to mind as you were saying that, like, I wonder what percentage of collected late fees by government agencies are due to the ADHD tax? Oh, yeah. I would say. <laughs> Do you think it would be you a would pretty significant You would think that would portion? motivate them to make sure that we had, like, treatment and access to medication. I think that, well, of course I think they number wouldn't, one. Because then, then we'd be paying on that shit. Be, because number one uh, would, okay, be poverty. With you. Number yeah. two would be mental illness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with um, you. All right. So what are some other things that might uh, contribute to impulsivity? Here's another thing that's kind of interesting to talk about with impulsivity uh, is like impulsive talking. That's something okay. that like a lot of neurodiver- neurodivergent people struggle with is like butting into conversations, mm-hmm. wanting to say it before you forget, having, you know, all that kind of stuff. Saying things and then be like, oh, why did I say that? Yep. For me, it is definitely like there are like there are things that I feel like I need to know if somebody's telling me a story, for example, and like they are wanting uh, my opinion or my input and there is information that I need to know before we continue on to the next bit. Right. If that person doesn't understand like or does not or like misperceives my intent or whatever to asking those questions to getting more information. It's like it can derail everything. But and that is it's like I think that that is impulsive. Like I need to know that before we go on. Right? It seems impulsive. It the behavior seems impulsive. seems impulsive. Yeah. And pe- I think people get like a bit like miffed or like a bit like mm, turn. Like- I mean, I've, I, I know exactly what you're talking about in dealing with you because it's like, why does that matter? <laughs> you know why yeah. does this why does this tiny detail matter and why can't we move past it you know i've i've been there but i mean it's you know it, you're not wrong it def- definitely happens yeah um <clears throat> what would you say besides the adhd tax what would be some other common difficulties that people who are neurodivergent face when it comes I with i think um, like like okay so i think that like addiction is something that mm-hmm. is um a factor that is common um and that can be like uh like a sex addiction that can be food addiction food gambling addiction, gambling i do want to substance. say as an aside like there are lots of neurotypical people who struggle with addiction yes, but we're just not talking about that right now because it's, it's not, not for our, them not That's our not what specialty the show's about. Yeah. <laughs> well and I can't, I can't speak to it as well right. i don't think and i think that um that 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 a lot of that is because the treatment and um societally the way that people who are neurodivergent are uh isolated isolated and like are withdrawn from society and misunderstood yeah lack limited treatment resources and all other yeah Mm -hmm. and we struggle with long-term gains we struggle with impulsivity we struggle with um dopamine not having enough like all of those things make it really hard and and then you just layer in the shame of, yeah. of feeling like um, – and getting the message over and over again through systems, like mm-hmm. government systems, educational systems, medical systems, things like that, that like 
you should fucking have this figured out. What's wrong with you? Why can't you figure out how to do your taxes? What's your? Why are you paying this late again? Also, why social pressure. Why do you keep so buying like, these little yeah, you know, sure. trinkets and, yes, and things? Sure. Oh, this is a new Why are you new spending hobby? this much money on this thing that so right. doesn't seem important to yes. someone else? I definitely have, and I've probably mentioned this before, but I find myself like, collecting things mm-hmm. like getting into a new hobby and and trying to buy up as much as i can uh and then at some point i just don't care about it anymore and right. just get rid of it and practically give it away it's yeah. never like an investment right it's never something that oh i'm gonna keep this because it's gonna be worth money it's no i'm gonna get this because i want it i want right. to have it and now that i don't really care about it anymore it doesn't have any value to me so it used to I don't give me wanna, dopamine and now it doesn't yeah. right i don't want to deal with the hassle of putting it on facebook marketplace or no. trying to sell it or doing a garage I don't sale even so i'll just shit throw back it away if i get it in the wrong size oh, I, yeah. like give me you know what I, and that's another that's ADHD another tax yeah. yeah it's like if i buy something and it's like doesn't fit or it's not right it's like I almost never return things. I know, yeah. Uh, I I do return things more often than I used to after working in retail for so long and seeing just the massive amount of returns. Because I always felt like, you know, if you're returning something to get your money back, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, I don't want to inconvenience this person that works behind the counter. Oh, I can relate to that. In the returns department where it's their whole job. Are they going (laughs) to think I'm trying to, like, scam them or... Oh, my gosh. So... It took me a long time, speaking of retail, it took me a long time to be comfortable just going into a store without the intention of buying something. Like, if I'm in a mall or something, I just want to look around. I always thought... Like, I felt guilty walking out of a store mm-hmm. uh, without buying something. And then. I thought that before. And I used to work retail. So I would think how I would like skew their numbers. Cause like everyone that walks in and walks out and doesn't buy something like skews their numbers. Right. And it wasn't until I worked in retail That's where I crazy. was required to go up to every single person I saw and ask them if they need help and just hoping that they're telling me, oh, I'm just looking. Right. Like, For oh, real. Thank God. For real. You go look. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So that definitely changes your perception of things. But anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you, Katie. I, for- I forgot <laughs> I what I was I'm sorry. Are you stuck on the numbers? No, oh. I forgot what I was saying oh, okay. altogether. Um, so we already talked about how impulsivity can impact mental health as far as like, you know, the shame and the trauma. Are there any other ways that you think that it could impact mental health on a day-to-day basis? Um, I mean, I do think there's a lot of comorbidity with different things with neurodivergence, including like bipolar and like sometimes manic types of behaviors can look like impulsivity. I think um, impulsive thoughts are probably the biggest, um, like the, maybe not the biggest, but is something that I hear on a regular basis um, of a lot of my neurodivergent clients that come to me and that are struggling. Intrusive like or impulsive? Intrusive yeah, thoughts. Why do I always mix that up? No, that's okay. I'm um, with you. And, and that's an important thing. I think an important reminder is that thoughts are not behaviors. Yes. And so and like the dealing with like intrusive thoughts and like, um, like the, the feeling, the impulsivity of that, um, of like that, those thoughts, it's like, it's when those, those, intrusive thoughts are just mundane or like silly or like kind of just off the wall it's easy to dismiss but when Mm -hmm. they're when they are like you know disturbing disturbing or graphic or whatever it's like they are 
debilitating. And so like, um, when you deal with, you know, when you deal with neurodivergence and like um, impulsivity and, and intrusive thoughts and things like that, sometimes it's like, uh, one thought can like derail your, your like work day for an hour. Yeah. And it can be conflicting <laughs> I mean, too. Yeah. Because like, you, if you are a person who struggles with impulsivity and you have done things in your life where you've been like, oh, like, uh, one time I was dissecting a cat in biology class mm-hmm. and there was Poor something kitty. in the, oh, it was already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was something, <laughs> there was something in the intestines right. that looked weird to me mm-hmm. and I wanted to cut it open and look at it. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was behind me and was like, do not cut in the intestines. Like you will, it's like poop comes out. Like, do not do it. Oh, They're no. like saying, do not do it. Do not do it. As I'm doing, I could not stop myself. I cut it open and did it anyway. Cause like I had to know Yeah, like that is impulsive. I, that was had bad consequences. I should not have done that. But just because that happened doesn't mean if I have an impulsive thought of what if I drive my car off a cliff, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 It's different. Like I am, I have struggled with impulsivity, but I am not homicidal. Right. Or suicidal. And or suicidal, is, even though my brain tells me that sometimes. And that is limiting in terms of, like, getting help because if you are somebody that struggles with impulsive or intrusive thoughts and, like, impulsivity and things like that and you, um, you know, are talking to a therapist the first time, it's like, it's like that can be really limit. Like, you might not want to get a therapist if, you know, if you're like, well, yeah, I have – uh, intrusive thoughts and like I want to drive myself off this cliff. I'm not gonna do it because there's that feeling like that they're gonna, gonna say, "Well, I'm, yeah. you need to go to the hospital. Is You're there, crazy. Yeah. Are they gonna force me to go? To I'm the gonna hospital? take your license like, away. And I've got you know animals at home and mm-hmm. kids or you know whatever. And so I think that it's like the. <clears throat> I mean, I think that the lack of awareness just that the general public has of like the difference between an intrusive and impulsive thoughts and things like that and what ideation is and and, like is uh, there's a lot to be gained there and like learned. Mm -hmm. So what would be some good strategies to cope with impulsivity? Oh, I've got this. Okay, so like there's five traits I looked up that lead to impulsive action, right? And if you can break down, like, what is the reason that you're struggling with these impulsive actions and, like, try to cut it off at the head, right? So, like, one thing we talked about is, like, lack of planning. Um, Another thing is, like, sensation seeking. Another thing is, like, positive urgency. Like, I have to get it done. Because for positive reasons, like, so excited to do it. Another thing is negative urgency. Like, like, I have to get it done. Like, I have to get my car tagged. Mm -hmm. It's, like paralyzing another thing is lack of perseverance which comes in with lack of planning like over committing and you can't you can't get it done so you have to do something impulsive to remedy it so like if lack of planning for me is something that's led to a lot of impulsive spinning with food then like trying to find ways with my neurodivergent brain that i can try to plan ahead whether that be having fast food at home, snacks at home, having air fryer food. Yeah, and I do do think that, like, Sarah and I are pretty fortunate in that the ways in which a lot of our neurodivergence and our impulsivity and things like that um, individually... Manifest. Yeah, manifest (laughs) are sort of opposite of each other. And so, like, for me, it's like I... um, when I feel impulsive, the it's like almost like an impulse in a like in a 
it's like impulsivity and compulsivity mixed together where it's like, I feel like I need to do it and I need to do it now because I want to avoid the con- kind of like negative we urgency. T- like when we were talking about doing my, t- getting my mm-hmm. tags and it was like, I need to do this right now. Yeah. And it's like, no, just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Like it's been this long. We're going to get it done on mm-hmm. Monday. But it was like the feeling of urgency in me mm-hmm. was like so strong. Um, and so a lot of times where it's like I am able to persevere and like plan and like uh, I can mo- like motivate us to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's the part that I need the edge taken off a little bit mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And you're really good about being like, yo, like come back down to earth a little right, bit. Right, right. Like right. Like, so in a way you're you're do. kind of complimentary of each other. <laughs> yeah. Um our, our kind of make up for the deficits <laughs> anxiety and, and uh yeah, mm-hmm. impulsivity kind of um are able level to level each other yeah, out, temper each yeah, other a bit. Temper each other a bit. Eric, something I think I see that you do is like like with your spreadsheets and your planning and things like mm-hmm. that and your budgeting, it seems like that is a way that you curb like impulsive spending. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is smart work. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. I know I've probably brought this up before, but I have like two savings accounts and two checking accounts that I can. Oh, move I didn't money. know that. Okay. Yeah, between and so like once like if it's something's in that account, it only gets used for that account's specific reason. Okay. Um, and so if I'm moving money into it. Unless it's an emergency, yeah, um, mm-hmm, sure, money doesn't come out of it. But again, okay. I've got a credit card too, right? Yeah, uh, which part of my weekly budget, because I get paid every week, goes to paying on that credit card, right? And it, the balance on there is very low; it's like maybe two hundred dollars yeah, on there yeah. right now. Um, but uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that. That is definitely how I do it. But I also, like I said earlier, I kind of account for like some a little bit of impulsive spending every week. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I'm fortunate to be in a position to where, you know, I have a little bit extra yeah. uh, that I can spend impulsively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not like going broke. Yeah. I am lucky that like just like the job that I have kind of allows me to like ever, you know, if if I'm like, okay, I need to work a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like I can um, – I can change my schedule around a bit, move things around a little bit. And like my potential for earnings is like pretty exponential right. in terms of like, I just have to work more. Um, Cause so it I, sucks about being on salary. It doesn't matter how much I work. Right, I just right. make the same. Yeah. And so that is like that. And that is sort of where I'm able to like push through on things like where I can kind of be like, okay, I'm just going to like buckle down and like get shit done and like work kind of like you know i think for me it's helpful to be paid weekly which not that everyone has control over that but it is kind of like it is so nice when you get paid then you can take out what you have to before Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. accidentally spend absolutely um are there any specific therapies or treatments that can help neurodivergent individuals manage their impulsive behavior yeah i think a few different things so i mean the uh, you know, everyone starts with CBT, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's some components of CBT. What is CBT? Cognitive behavioral therapy, which is things like um, spreadsheets, schedules, yeah. um, reminders, reminders, planners. things like that. Well, and like more importantly, I guess like it is. T- it's not just like taking a behavior and implementing it. It a lot of times could be like taking a specific behavior and. Um, 
eliminating it and replacing it with like another behavior sure or even changing how you're thinking could you give me an example of something like that so like um let's say that something that you typically do when you wake up in the morning is like you get up and you look at your phone and you go to your email and like start looking at your emails yep it'd be like um if that's something that you like have to do it's like okay like starting with like getting up and readjusting your pillows so that you're sitting up all the way and then checking your email to like getting up and maybe sitting a chair next to your bed. So like you're working through like a step-by-step process of like changing that behavior of getting up, opening your phone and looking through your emails while you're still laying in bed to getting up and like getting out of bed to like look at your phone and you know, go through your emails. I think this is a good time to bring up. We, we, we talked about talking about this tool um, but we never actually never actually made it into an episode. But um, we were turned on to Goblin Tools. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, and um, one of the things on there is the magic to do list, where mm-hmm. you can just put something on there. Yeah. Um, and you can keep breaking it down into the the most smallest minute steps, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a lot of other cool things on there. What I use a lot is the formalizer. Yeah. And I actually used that in work at work. So uh, every every Friday, one of the managers at my company uh, picks somebody that deserves recognition, and we shout them out on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And it was my turn on Friday, so I just kind of wrote like a little three sentence thing about someone that uh, works in my department to give them some praise and recognition. And then I ran it through the formalizer and it made it sound so much more like professional Yeah, and everything. And I sent that off and I've been off, so I don't know how <laughs> it was received. But uh, if you guys, I mean, this is a bit of an A side from the impulsivity discussion, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> if, you know, being able to break simple tasks mm-hmm. or even sometimes complex tasks down to smaller details is something that you think might help. Uh, the website's called goblin.tools. Yeah. It's free. Uh, there is an app that you can pay for, um, but it's also the free this. on the on the browser. So it's something yeah. that I think uh, <laughs> has really helped me a lot. Something that I would like to research more and look more into is um, like somatic therapy. What is that? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. For impulsivity. So it's like, um, it would be like, how, like, how, what are you experiencing in your body, like when you are? That's a good point. So, like, so like, say this, like, I say I get super anxious and I'm, I don't feel good in my stomach, and it's a feeling that I know that if I like go eat a whole bunch of ice cream, will feel better. Uh-huh. Instead of that, thinking like, what is making my stomach feel like that? Is there a, something I can? Right cut out that or like yeah what did you call that type of therapy somatic somatic Somatic. Mm -hmm. so when i was in couples therapy for years um (laughs) that's something that my uh therapist used to do a lot anytime Mm -hmm. we would get into like you know something she'd be like okay let's pause for a second close Mm -hmm. your eyes how do you feel right now you know is that similar to what you're talking about i didn't know if that was related i think that's a good one i think um like act my new favorite uh is the acceptance commitment therapy so like say with um impulsive spending like i do know that i have an issue like when i get into a store where like i get into like "Ah," and i can't think straight and i like make poor choices so i have to make sure that like before i go shopping for something that could set me in that state that i only have access to this amount of money. I accept that I can only be responsible with 
and I will spend everything I have. Mm -hmm. So like just setting, like accepting that this is an issue for you and then finding a way to protect yourself from long-term consequences of it is another thing. Another thing I was just reading about that is kind of cool is like speech therapy that I don't think about very often, but um, a lot of the speaking kind of issues, like impulsive speaking, like cluttering is like a term that it can be used to describe like when you, like when you're, explaining something and then you explain why you explain it and mm-hmm. you explain why you're explaining why you're explaining it and like there's too much shit yeah. people don't know what you're yes. saying it's called cluttering stuttering I do that no uh, the other thing that you do cluttering would, yeah. yeah stuttering like um not being able to come up with words. I think it's called apraxia. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, a lot of those are things that have to do with similar parts of your brain because it's like um like not, so, it's not being impulsive, but yeah. it's being like so anxious to get it out that it, it's like the impulsivity of it is like a block. So I think, yeah. And I think for me, a lot of times it's like, if I get, if, so like, if I see something that's like buy one, get one half off, or if I see something that's like on a sale, two ninety nine instead of $3. Right. I, I have to do this thing. And I know that it may sound silly to some people, but I'm like, I have to do this thing where I'm like, I'm still going, if I get two. I'm still spending more money. I'm still spending more money than I intended to spend on this. I may have two and that may be cheaper than if I need it again in the future, but I don't need to because I get really impulsive if I get like, if say if I get like a coupon or something for like 50% off and I'm like, oh, I should use this. It's like, I'm still spending money that I didn't intend to Mm -hmm. and spent, like I did not intend to spend it. It was a good deal. Like a Groupon or something. Yeah. 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 And just because it's a good deal doesn't mean I've saved saved money. I've right. spent money that I didn't mean to spend and so I've saved nothing. So one of the ways I <laughs> one of the ways and that's been hard for me to like get. I get it. it so sucks. one of the ways I uh deal with curbing impulsive spending habits like when I'm out grocery shopping uh and I, and I tell you you would hate to be behind me in an aisle at a grocery store because I look at my bank account and I, you know, okay, the, I'm I'm only going to spend $80 at the grocery store. So as soon as I get to the grocery store and I get my cart, I've got my calculator out mm-hmm. and I type in every price of everything that goes into my cart. And then I try to consciously leave a little bit for the sales tax. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there an app that you can just scan your shit in your own cart that keeps tabs for you? Like, why isn't that a thing? Because I, I want that. That would help One of me the so things much. that bugs me, because I do go to Walmart a lot. I know Walmart, a lot of people are like, Ugh, which I mean, and they're, they're terrible, but we don't have you. a lot of options. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was going with this, but oh yeah, the app. So you can do that with the app and add it to your cart. The problem is that the prices aren't always the same in the store as they are on the website. Oh. And then if you look at it, because I, I went to go buy an oven thermometer and I looked it up online. It was like $4 and something cents. I get to the store and it's like $5. And so mm. I look it up on the app again and it says, you know, internet price only. Oh. I'm just like, damn it. You know, I feel like it's not even just specific to store. There should just be a generic app. You can just go in and scan and it should work in the store for how the price are in the store. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Damn someone, it, someone get on that. All right. Um, so let's talk about how impulsivity can affect relationships and social interactions. Hmm. I mean, I, there would be the big ones, I guess, you know, 
if you're out gambling and you miss a mortgage payment or miss a car sure, payment and sure. then you end up losing your home, you know, that your family, your your spouse mm-hmm. and your children share. I mean, I understand how that, but like on, on a smaller level, on a how daily, could, yeah. like just things like things that have been other people have said that are, could be annoying about me with impulsivity is say like we plan to go out and do something for the day. And then in the midst of that, I'm like, oh, look at that. Let's go do that. Like I'm pretty impulsive with stuff like that. Not everyone's down. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go to the drag show on Saturday. <laughs> At, hey, let's not. Hey, let's go. Hey, let's not. Hey, let's go. I know. That's sorry. Yeah. We can be a little bit annoying with that. No, yeah. it's fine. Um, it's <laughs> It could be, hey, Katie's brought home another stick. <laughs> oh, that's like a gift. <laughs> not, we have a lot they of have, That's uh, never annoying. They have like all these interesting sticks. All They're really cool. Sticks. I love them. Okay, anyways. Uh, it, it also can be like... Um, so I I think okay I'm trying to think like um sometimes impulsivity can be like what you said communication you can talk like kind of be just like a bah, strike up conversation and stuff like that I am one of those people like if I am say ordering food in a restaurant and I notice like say the waiter is wearing uh, a bracelet and I know that they got it at this local place I might be like oh hey did you get that from did you get that? Did you buy that from so-and-so, right? Strike up a conversation and we might talk for a few minutes. Um, I know that like, there's been a lot of like in my past where that would rub the person that I was with the wrong mm-hmm. way. Like I, I've been accused of flirting. I've been accused of like, uh, making people uncomfortable. Why'd you do that? Why are you talking to that person? Why did you interrupt? Like that kind of thing where it's Why like, are you suggesting we have the guy that sells euros on the corner of the street of downtown to be a guest on the podcast? Right. <laughs> um, and so, was there, so and funny. so, yeah, I think that like in a lot of ways that, that I could be misperceived perceived or misinterpreted mm-hmm. or like people are like what do you you know like kind of like question me in a way and it's like oh. there's been a lot of times where i've struck up a conversation or maybe overshared with somebody who i didn't know about you know it could just be something mundane right um where i end up walking away from the conversation feeling like oh man i probably just that guy didn't give a fuck about anything that I said. Why did I even say that? Why does he care that, you know, mm. I'm going to hang this fan up in my kitchen? You know, it's <laughs> like, why did I even tell him that? You know, that, that kind yeah, of thing. I mean, the weird things that you say to just strangers in these social interactions. I think that just like on the whole, um, I just love saying that, yeah. uh, like on the whole, um, people either are walking away from those interactions having no thoughts or like any lingering anything you about it. You think it bothers it. us more than it bothers or, them? Or they're like, oh, that was nice. I, that was a nice interaction. I, I don't, mean, you never know. I don't right? think many people are like, oh, I don't give a fuck about that. That's how I feel. Like, I feel oh. that that's how people how view me sometimes. How often do you walk away from people who engage you like that and think, what the fuck? Probably pretty often. Oh, well, there you, you know, go. When people, people that I don't know come up and just want to start talking about something just out of the blue, whatever, um, it is a kind of a turnoff. I think for people me. who engage me 
when we're already in an interaction, whether mm-hmm. that's like manufactured or whatever, like if like I am buying something from them or if they're like a person, like a cashier or whatever, then that I feel fine about it. But if it's somebody that's just like approaching me out of nowhere and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, you look like a nice gal. I'm uh, like, fuck creepy. you. Fuck off. How could impulsivity be an advantage to someone? I mean, kind of like what we were saying in the beginning is like if when you reframe impulsivity when it has a good outcome, then it's courageous, it's bold, it's spontaneous. It's I mean, yeah, fun. It's for example, exciting. When I worked at the hospital that I used to work at, mm-hmm. um, there were five floors, right? And like there were there were units on each floor, and I had patients on every floor. And so I would not usually go into my work day and go, okay, I'm going to go to this unit, then I'm going to go to this unit, then I'm going to see this person on this unit. I'd kind of go in. I'd be like, all right, my plan is to see five patients. I'm going to do a group and then I'm going to go home. Uh, and so like I might be going from the fourth floor to the to the second floor and then just be like, mm, I'm going to pop in here impulsively. Mm-hmm. And that decision might mean that uh, the parent just decided to visit that day and really wanted to talk to me at the therapist and see me in person. Mm-hmm. And I just so happened to pop up and they're like, perfect. I really wanted to see you and I hope that we can talk. Yeah. And I might be like, well, yeah, I got a few minutes. Like, like, let's talk. That's a way that that can be like, oh, well, I'm glad I just impulsively popped in there. Right. I feel like I have a, a good ability to kind of think on my feet mm-hmm. a lot and I think um, I'm able to kind of come up with quick solutions to things sometimes. Do you think that is a byproduct of impulsive behavior? Well, I I think it's a neurodivergent thing that helps with impulsive. I think that's already part of it. Yeah. But yes, I I think think it's complex, like for sure. They're related. Yeah. Like whether that's conditioned or not because you're impulsive. And so you've had like been, been in more situations than most typical people where you've had to think on your feet because like your impulsive decision led you to that. Right. Who knows? Right. What kind, so like if, what kind of advice would you give to someone who maybe is neurotypical, who maybe has a family member or is in a relationship with somebody who struggles with impulsivity? How, like what kind of advice would you give to that person to support their partner? Uh, My advice would be that the person who's struggling with the partner who's impulsive Mm -hmm. to like sit down and really consider and think about some boundaries that would allow them that to maintain that relationship but protect them from any from harm like yeah. you shouldn't have to go be at like the whim and mercy of another person yeah right? so you should have be able to have some boundaries that you can right. protect like no i'm not gonna like I i'm said, not gonna make plans with you on this day because every time we make plans on this day you or yeah like i'm out. not i'm not gonna go to the bookstore with you because every time i go to the bookstore with you then we have to go to five other stores and yeah. i'm out for two hours i don't want to do that and, right. and that's okay or if i do go to the bookstore with you like i, need I to, don't want to be there for two hours we need yeah. to set a time that we're gonna be yeah there. Or like, um, Set and enforcement it's boundaries. okay yes. to say to, you know, like, like this seems really fast or yeah. can we slow down or, yeah. Or like, let's I let's talk about this for a yeah, minute. I don't feel comfortable with that. That seems like you haven't really thought that through. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things I've heard. <laughs> we haven't paid the electrical bill yet. Yeah. Right? Please don't buy that action figure. Right. 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 Yeah. I get it. I get it. So how important is self-awareness when managing 
It's important. It's hard. I mean, part of the nature of impulsivity is that you don't think before it happens, right? Like, so like you need things to open that window if that's what your struggle is and open the, give you more time. I think that um, trying to find, you know, like if you have somebody in your life who you trust and, and like that they um, have shown you to like not be judgmental and things like that to talk to some people about it mm-hmm. that you trust like that because a part of the 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 thing that makes it really difficult to work through that is the shame of it mm-hmm. and kind of feeling like uh, like I like I should know how to be an adult you know what I mean what are ways that people can develop self control skills mm-hmm. to handle these things more effectively. I mean, it's, you have to be able to break the, it's kind of like if you are walking your dog and they see a rabbit and they're locked into it, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to break that focus. Yeah. That's a great analogy because that happens to me all the time when I'm with Ollie. And what Mm -hmm. I do is I just kind of nudge him in the butt a little bit with my foot and it just kind of just breaks his attention from that. Do not nudge me in the butt, Eric. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm also not not leading you around by uh, leash. By leash. All right. (laughs) Fair. I I I try to do things too that are like, um, like I'll try to pick things up. Like I've been trying to do the, the sourdough bread. Eric Mm has, uh, started doing, making sourdough bread and I've, I've taken interest in that. So I'm trying to do that. Um, and you have to have patience with Mm -hmm. that. You have to Mm -hmm. kind of like, um, you, even if you have the impulsive decision to like not get up and feed the starter, like you are also like kind of committing to the consequences of that. Because yeah. you're like, I know that that means that like I'm going to maybe have to feel, feed it twice. Tomorrow, and you'll, whatever, and right? you might miss out on some some quality baking time right. because you have to rehab your sourdough starter back. Right. And um, so doing things like and, and those things like, yeah, it sucks if you do fuck your starter up and like have to start over. But it's like pretty inconsequential in terms of like. Yeah, it's just some flour and water. Right. So it's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, last question. Do you have any professional stories um, of how you've helped somebody succeed in managing their impulsivity without going into like a lot of detail? I didn't read that question. I'm trying to think. Here's a couple <laughs> things. When I'm thinking of impulsive shopping, a couple things that have worked for some people is, for example, if it's online shopping, um, to put it in the cart, um, but not order and say, I'm going to order it tomorrow mm-hmm. because like half the time your ADHD is going to make you forget. And a lot of times if you put something in your cart and you don't buy it, they'll sometimes the price. they'll send you an email and say, oh, oh this I item that. you were looking at is now $5 less. Good yes. No. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I'm telling you, advertisers yeah. prey on, yeah. on the impulsive yes. decisions because like, how many times yeah. have we brought it up just while talking about this? Coupons well, yeah, and yeah, things sure. like that. If you like have like uh, Hulu, for example, mm-hmm. if you don't pay your Hulu bill and you're like, uh, you're like, well, do I really want Hulu? And then they'll send you a thing and they'll be like, for three months, we'll give it to you for three ninety nine. Yeah. It's like, oh, there you go. Or if you want a better deal on your phone bill or your cable bill, just ask to be transferred yes. to retention. Oh, okay. To retention. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Pro tip, um, y'all. Another thing that helps, which is, I don't know, seems silly, but um, is getting over putting stuff back at the register. Like... Once you know you can do that, like just put it in your cart and don't worry about it. When you oh, get yeah. up there, just with st- you don't want like it's okay to just be like I don't want these five things. Yeah, like just because you're up there with it, you don't have to buy it. And I mean, you are kind of inconveniencing the cashier. Though. You are inconveniencing the cashier, but also you have a disability. Also, like 
fuck? It's an inconvenience like, when they have to take the special cart back inside, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not you're not doing it to be a dick. I mean, just fucking existing is an inconvenience to me sometimes. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it right now. Unless you guys have anything else to say on the topic of impulsivity. No, just kidding. So Uh what are we here for? Oh, what are we here for? This has been a chill week. It's been good. It's been a good week. I've liked oh, this week. guitar oh. sing-alongs. That was I was going to say the same yes. thing. Uh, Sorry, so, I took yours. Um, when we met, I was in in one of my hyperfixation phases of playing the guitar and singing a lot. And I kind of fell out of that over the winter. Um, and then you suggested I bring my guitar over last night because we were all hanging out. And we had so much fun just oh my gosh. <clears throat> singing at the top of our lungs and, and playing songs. And, and I'm out so glad. I'm so glad that you suggested that because now I just want to play more and yeah. sing more. Um, I might get my ukulele out. <clears throat> yeah, you should. You should. Yeah. A little jam session. Oh, we'll yeah. The neurodetergent band. Let's get uh, Sarah some hand drums or something. You know, I, I slide prefer whistle. to like uh, craft while and sing. Today okay, is day seven of starting the compost pile and starting oh, the yeah. bread. That's uh, composting is, is something that I got super into whenever I, I really just want uh, lived in yeah. the old place I'm excited about that um and uh there was like a major decision that my kid made uh to switch from gymnastics to cheer so oh, okay Sarah used to be in cheer I used to be a cheer dad and so yeah I'm kind of like excited to see where that road takes us it's gonna take you to a lot of games that you would rather not be at <laughs> I, w- I mean well, it, initially it it's competitive cheer, so there's no games yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because no, I was going to say, you know, it is fun being able to see, you know, someone you know and, and watching them do their cheer and stuff. But God, I went to here's so many thing. football games here's and basketball games. I always watch the cheerleaders anyways. Just, I mean, and here's ugh. the thing I feel too. Like, I, I mean, I will go to a lot of those things, but like I think that my kids know me and I'll have a conversation where I will not go to everything. Um, I don't have the bandwidth for that and yeah. so there will be things that i don't i just don't go to um and i think that's all right right on i don't, I don't think you should have to be like held captive to every single thing all right well that's <laughs> just to... you don't have to be and right. you know what i don't have to be captive to us recording this podcast because we're done we're fucking for today so uh, happy sunday tell us how you've dealt with impulsivity you can email us at neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com you can send us a message on uh, Facebook, you can leave us a voice message. You never know. Maybe we'll play it on the show. I Maybe we'll read it. I um, Me too. I kind of no. looked up at you like, what have we been like, we talking just about? Did. <laughs> I'm talking to the people okay. that are listening. But anyway, that's going to do it. Uh, I hope everyone has a great week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.